right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Hey, Katie. Hey, Monica. Happy Sunday to you. Happy Sunday to you, too. And officially a 2020 hello. Right. Yeah. We haven't done that on the mics yet. No, we haven't announced that. Yeah. It's the official new year. That's right. It is. Episode 51. Here we are. We're coming up on our anniversary of the creation of this podcast. Which was... At the end of January 2019. Either way, we've been nearly doing this habit of recording, editing, posting, sharing for a whole year, which is really cool. It's It's been a very transformative year. I know we've said that a lot, but mm-hmm. it really has. Do you guys believe us yet? The other thing that is really cool is that <clears throat> through this experience, Katie and I, without any intention prior, we've started a book club. We have. You probably already know because you're listening and you're a part of it and you love it. And if you've been loving it alongside us, you've read a bunch of really awesome books so far. And today we're bringing some jewels from another book that we read last month, Improv Wisdom by Patricia Ryan Madsen. Yep. December's book of the month, Improv Wisdom, is a juicy nugget. Full of actionable tips, ideas. Yes, Monica has been reading this book for a little while. It's not a long read, but she's been reading it in little snippets during her morning routines. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually talked about it on um, a previous podcast titled Improv Wisdom. Indeed. I hadn't read it yet, and we were planning on listening to prepare for today, but you'll soon realize why we did not do that. <laughs> we decided not to prepare. Um, and that is a tip mm-hmm. by Miss Patricia. Mm-hmm. One of the things we wanted, we'd learned, well, we might have learned it a long time ago and relearned it as we're reading this book. But you might think, well, I don't do improv. I don't do comedy. I don't get on a stage. I, th- that wouldn't apply to me. Yeah, I don't that do book, like I couldn't that. get anything from a book called no. Improv Wisdom because that's so far beyond what I'm into. And that is so far beyond the truth because mm-hmm. we are improving all the time in unexpected situations that we have to deal with and the way that we react to them. We can either say no or we can say yes. Yeah, we can choose to stick completely to the recipe or maybe we'll kind of go off course and throw in some of our own ingredients. Mm -hmm. When your friend comes to you with a situation, you have to improv a response. You're doing this in every conversation, in every interaction. Mm -hmm. We're literally improving life. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's pretty cool, especially as you read the book, Patricia points out so many different uh, real life scenarios that then she ties right back into being on stage with her improv students. and mm-hmm. But then also the scenario in real life. And it's such a cool parallel that we really think anybody could get some awesome um, stuff to work with yeah. out of this. And I think really uh, the underlying is finding the fun and the joy and the spontaneity of any interaction and like Monica was saying earlier, by saying yes, instead of saying no to a situation, what that can open you up to. And kind of just by breaking some of our habits that we're a little bit maybe 
shut down or I'm just going to go home. I'm going to go where I'm comfortable. I'm going to stay safe and how a lot of those choices we make over time can really dictate what kind of life we get to have. What kind of scene is your stage Mm -hmm. portraying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so she does a really great, um, layout of her information. Patricia, she, the author, wrote 13 chapters titled The Maxims. And there's 13 maxims of improv. Kind of like guidelines or pillars. Mm-hmm. Rules. It's a little tight. But, yeah. you know. And they are totally fit to just rules of life. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to go through those and share some uh, highlights of particular things that we love and want to share with you. Yeah. It's going to be great. Let's hear exactly right. Maxim number one is to say yes. It's kind of the first rule you learn in improv class. Yes. And rather than shutting down an idea, saying yes, and then adding to it, building off of that. Mm-hmm. There are so many ways you can apply it. And it made me think of too, which seems a little easy, but the Jim Carrey movie, The uh, Yes Man. Mm-hmm. And it's about this man who is kind of sad and down in the dumps and feels like he's just in this mundane existence. And then something happens. I don't remember what causes him to want to say yes, but he commits to this idea of instead of saying no and shutting everything and everyone out, he decides to say yes, and then things drastically change. Mm-hmm. And you should check the movie out. But yeah. it's a pretty accurate portrayal of what could significantly change in your life if you change that basic response. It's like if you think of having a number of doors <clears throat> in which with each door you come to, you get to either open it and walk through or stay where you are. Obviously, if you walk through every door, you're going to have a more colorful life. Than if you just kept walking down that hallway. Yeah. Full of doors. (laughs) Um, So she says maybe you could try out uh, your yes by for an entire day saying yes to everything. And you might have to get creative. Like if her example is if someone is a diabetic and gets offered a piece of pie, you might have to take that pie to someone else. (laughs) Um, But you know, if you, there are ways to there are workarounds to every situation mm-hmm. where you could potentially say yes in a safe environment. Right, right. right. Being realistic yeah. and, you know, let's yeah. be... Can I have a million dollars? Smart. Yes, if you earn it. Yes. <laughs> yes, let me draw it for you. That's right. <laughs> um, so the second maxim is don't prepare, which is why we tried to not listen to our episode and not get overly into what we'd actually share and just live in the moment and see what arrives. A rose? A rose, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, by not preparing, we're going to the fridge and picking out the ingredients that speak to us. Uh, if you listen to our episode mm-hmm. with Sally, good maker, she yes. tells you about that. We're uh, grabbing the ingredients that are available to us instead of looking for the recipe mm-hmm. and going to the store. Mm-hmm. Um, we're showing up authentically mm-hmm. with our friends and we're also listening intently um, to what our friends are saying instead of trying to come up with that response next. Mm-hmm. You're literally just living in that moment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you don't have to prepare. You just have to show up, which is the third maxim. So just show up, arise, arose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm reliving um, it. Just show up. I mean, it's pretty obvious what just show up means. I mean, half the battle is getting there, being at the right place with a good attitude, going to work when you don't feel like it, being with there for a friend, even if you're not totally there 
yourself. Like they say, go ahead and put on your tennis shoes and your workout clothes when you don't feel like going to work out. And it's like, just get your clothes on. Yes. Go do the thing. Yes. Just go. Um, Number four, start anywhere. Um, One thing she says on this chapter is when you're going to have a speech rather than preparing your speech, write down questions. And we actually thought about this for this Mm -hmm. podcast, but maybe we're a little too habit driven. I don't know. But write down questions like, what has this book taught me? Uh, What are key points that I took from the book? How am I going to apply this to my life? And like write those questions down when you're giving a speech rather than Mm -hmm. preparing the entire thing. Right. And trying to recount it by memory because then you're more stressed out and you're like, what did I want to say here? What? And I was actually, it's funny that I was at the part, this part in the book when I was writing slash preparing a speech for an event that I was going to be speaking at. And obviously that's what a speech is, but (laughs) (laughs) I had written this thing up and then I was reading this part and I felt like, oh crap, now what, (laughs) now what will I do? Because I'm so torn and I ended up doing a little bit of both and it worked really well. And Uh it's, um, yeah. And I've seen, I wasn't able to attend that speech, but I saw the recording of it and Monica freaking nailed it. And it was so (laughs) cute because she talked about the book a a little bit in there about Mm -hmm. here I am. And somebody came up to you afterward, right? Like that was improv, man, that was awesome. Yeah. I got some good props. That's so cool. Yeah. A little bit of both. The questions are a form of preparation and, you know, in a way like, well, what will, what would these, what would this audience care about this topic that I'm Mm going to present? And what would the question, what are the questions they would ask me? And that, you know, is a form of, anyway, start with what you know. Start anywhere is the maximum, maxim (laughs) is the maxim. So start with what you know. Answer the questions. Yeah. And the fifth one is just be average, which those kind of, you know. Go with it. Do with what you have. You are the best person for this job, which is living your life. And we've talked about this before and not um, being a perfectionist and being okay with B minus work and Mm -hmm. just getting out, getting it out there. If Mm -hmm. we were, I, both of us kind of have some perfectionistic tendencies. Mm -hmm. One of us might've battled them a little more than the other. If it weren't for Monica, this podcast probably wouldn't exist because she was like, (laughs) let's record this thing and let's put it out there. I'm like, what? We can't. Ah, it's like just sit down with me this is gonna be fun why not who cares so thanks for sticking with us for all these months and uh we've been thrilled to be here to be awesome to just be average because we're showing up we're doing it naturally we're doing we're discussing how we would normally talk to each other probably a little more informative but we really do have conversations like this which is what led us to want to talk about it on a microphone it's natural enough we're doing what we know. Yeah. Self-expansion. Yeah. Let's learn. Let's learn some stuff about the world. And I like that in the Be Average chapter, she says to like, when we're tackling this problem and we're with such woe of like, well, how do we do it? What do I do next? And then what's going to be the second step? We should just really approach the problem as though we didn't need to do our best. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. So just how would you solve it naturally? That's like, oh, well, it didn't really matter. I would just do this. Exactly. Oh, well, then I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably just throw all these dishes in the dishwasher and yeah. like maybe just wipe the counter down and I don't know. Yeah. Be average. Start anywhere. Just show up. Yeah. These so seem very obvious, right but they're like all, we all really need to hear mm-hmm. this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. And to be reminded that we are all struggling with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
and that you're not living this super perfect Instagram shiny life. Like that really does not exist in the face of the planet other than within Instagram. So it's okay that your house doesn't look great. Mm -hmm. It's okay that your mascara is off. You're not wearing any. Perfect. You look beautiful. (laughs) Who needs that shit anyway? Who needs it? Yeah, you're good. Number six, pay attention. We love this one from Mary Oliver. Pay attention. She talks about really getting into details about what your friends are saying, the surroundings in your room, every little detail in our lives that we just take for granted. Was it in this chapter that she mentions the idea of how to practice conversation in a tea room? Where Maybe. the conversation can only regard any something that's in the room, anything that's actually in the room. That's all you can talk about. She's like, you can't talk about politics. You can't talk about your friend Betty that's not in the room. But I can say, very nice kimono. Your kimono is beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think of the green, the mm-hmm. variety of green tea mm-hmm. today? Mm-hmm. Or how does your star shine in your heart oh. after you have this sip of tea? So I love that. And that's a really deep paying attention because it causes you to reflect on a little more what's surrounding you, what's Mm -hmm. enveloping you in this moment. Mm -hmm. She also talks about strategies for remembering people's names, how important it is to pay attention to people's names and to repeat them multiple times when you hear them. And it made me think of you, Monica, because you were saying you were really working on that earlier Mm -hmm. this summer. We were at a party and I am the worst at names and faces. And she's like, I think it's bullshit when she probably doesn't use that language. But when people say they can't remember names, it's just because they're not trying hard enough. You need to try harder. You need to focus Mm -hmm. all of your attention onto that person's face and their name and figure it out. You remember phone numbers. You remember lyrics to songs. You remember, for me, hundreds and hundreds of Mm -hmm. drugs and what they do for nursing worlds. Right. But I can't remember your name. What? No. I think there's so much like first interaction jitters when you meet somebody that you're your presence sometimes isn't grounded a lot. You know, when you're meeting somebody, it's like, ah, (laughs) even if you don't feel nervous about meeting them, there's still this, this exchange that happens. And in that moment, that's usually when the name is said. Uh And there's so many times that you hear it. And it's just like, you're thinking about how much you love Uh their blue eyes and wow, isn't their shirt complimentary? Or is there something in my teeth? And did I shake their hand too hard? Did I step on their toe and I just hugged them? Was the hug too weird? Did I breathe in their face? Like there's so many things. What was your name? And that's what she says. She's like, just ask over and over. Mm -hmm. And the person normally will feel grateful that you care. Mm -hmm. And to make sure you get the pronunciation right. And then hold on to that name in your mind's eye. And yeah. I like to repeat it back to them. Mm -hmm. Katie, Katie, so good to have you. Yeah. Makes you feel seen, known. Mm -hmm. So I love that she calls it out like that, that you're just not trying hard enough. She (laughs) really has you face the facts. Yeah. Which is her seventh maxim yeah which is freaking all loving what is the book Mm -hmm. we read by byron katie this is you are living in reality and to fight with reality is you're gonna lose Mm -hmm. so you need to accept what's going on and roll with that yes try the detour we have a whole episode where we came up with a an, an acronym for the word detour that helps us Stay in the moment with whatever is happening and accept it and roll with the punches. Mm -hmm. But it's a good thing we haven't gotten so far off track because the eighth maxim is staying on course. Right. So after you go through the detour, come back to us. (laughs) Um, I love in this chapter, she talks about um, 
instead of asking how how do I feel right now or asking someone else how do you how do you feel we're asked that all the time Mm -hmm. we're thinking so much about our emotions that they seem like they're the most important things even though they're really the most fickle and the least reliable thing in the freaking planet (laughs) just a vibration baby yeah so she says uh Instead of asking, how do you feel? Ask, what is my purpose right now? So like, oh, I don't feel good or I'm feeling sad or how should I act on my feelings? What what could I do to get the feeling that I want? Mm-hmm. Instead of that, what's my purpose? Is the kitchen a freaking wreck? Maybe I need to do the yeah. dishes. Yeah. How can I live into my purpose and without feeling? That actually makes me think of the quote we came up with a couple um episodes ago if you can't get is this an improv wisdom if you can't get out of it get into it i think that is an improv wisdom was it maybe i read it in something else i don't remember i don't know i listened to it so if you can't get out of it there might have been a time that i wasn't paying attention because there was a traffic or something maybe (laughs) it's the worst um but yeah what is my purpose? And if I can't get out of it, how can I get into it? Yep. <laughs> yep. Or if you have so many things on your plate and you don't know what to do, going back to like, if I were a little green alien, remember that? Mm-hmm. We dropped that in the podcast. If you're a little green alien coming into your, embodying your body for a day, noticing all of your abilities, what are you going to do with your life at that mm-hmm. moment? That's kind of like a method to find your purpose. So with Plain. that purpose in mind. What are you going to do with your day? Yeah. You're going to go create, do something awesome. Yeah. That know. makes me think like how many people can I get to smile? <laughs> yeah. This and day? that's one of her things too is yeah. smile at every single person you meet, no matter what. That's today. so cool. I love that. I could really have a great ripple effect. Um, Speaking of great ripple effects. <laughs> oh, I can't. One of my favorite parts is actually creating the segues. So thanks for letting me do that. <laughs> You're so good at it. Uh, the ninth maxim is wake up to gifts. Gifts, not gifts, which I love waking up to a great gift <laughs> yeah. text from you. Thank Absolutely. you. <laughs> this last week, Monica and I, since the new year, have been waking each other up. Uh, well, we've been waking up at 6 a.m., but then sending each other a text to kind of be like, hey. Hey, I'm up. Are we you said up? we were going to do this thing. <laughs> And just holding each other accountable has been freaking awesome. Yeah. So we have been actually waking up to each other's gifts. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I love finding them. I'm like, I'll look the night before too. I'm like going to get a good one and just have it there so I don't have to search in That's the morning. Perfect. I know. Per- yeah. Wow. I didn't, don't prepare anything. No. <laughs> just showing up. That's cool. <laughs> showing up really early. You're pre- yeah. <laughs> when we're, when we have a 6 a.m. thing, I think it's okay to do a little prep work. Yeah. You know, I want to be sure that yeah. I'm spot on with my intention. Yeah. How do I want to make you feel first thing in the morning? It means a lot. Which little kitten I pick. Yes. Thank <laughs> you for picking the cute gray one with the little white spot on its nose. <laughs> so in waking up to our gifts, we can choose. Are we going to have our critical lens on where we notice what everyone is doing and how they should be doing it? Just like the way I told them that they should and <laughs> no one's doing it right. And I'm so critical and everything in this world is wrong. Is that the lens you want? Uh, or do you want like a sad lens? You want to like put on your rosy colored glasses? I'd really rather wear rose colored glasses. Yeah. Most definitely. They'd look awesome too, like retro. Yeah, definitely. But it would help me see the benefit of the doubt side of things. Hopefully any of those doubts I had about the way people were doing it, I might have a little compassion rose color 
that hint of touch of love where I wouldn't be so critical and maybe I'd be a little more understanding, which mm-hmm. would help me see the gift in all of those actions that I mm. may, as, may have before been like, meh, about. Yeah, it really does. It kind of goes back to the say yes and open up those doorways. Having that different perspective can mm-hmm. really shift the way you see the situation and change your whole life. Yeah. And I like too, with the seeing the gifts and seeing the positive was one of her recommendations to thank people for thankless jobs. Yes. I hate even the word thankless jobs. It feels like every job does deserve a thank you, but there are so many of- Thank you for being a veteran. Thank you for being a nurse. Thank you for being a yoga instructor. But how many people are like, hey, you're going to say veterinarian. I was like, I have never thanked. I mean, I don't know. Have I thanked my vet? (laughs) Thank you for taking care of my dog, like I yeah. say when I Thank leave, Thank you I for guess, checking but... me out at the grocery store and always having a positive attitude. Yeah. Thank you for making my shirt. Yeah. Thank you for handing me my coffee today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for growing my beef. Things that we never, people that interact uh, with us on a daily basis. Thanks for developing my, the satellites to make sure I can get to where I'm going today. Thanks for building the new highway that I'm just sitting in traffic and annoyed about. Did you already say that one? No, I didn't. Thank you for making sure that this red light goes off on time to green and doesn't create a total cluster in the intersection Mm because you guys have this timed so perfectly. Who Mm -hmm. did that? Who did that? That is so cool. Somebody hit the pole and you're here fixing it. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Some teacher out there who inspired that engineer out there to be a great engineer one day and the teacher who, you know, had that early impact on that young person mm-hmm. to want to be awesome in the world. Thank you, teacher. Thank you to the uh, team that did not give the author of our book, Patricia Ryan Madison, her dream job when she was a professor and checking all the boxes and coloring within the lines. Thank you for not yeah. hiring her that day mm-hmm. because you led her to live her improvis- improvisational life. Indeed. And thanks to her editor for allowing her to get this book out there yeah. and her publisher for giving it to us. And he gave it to us. No, he, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so sharing it. peoples. Mm-hmm. Everyone deserves a thank you. And when we can start offering those, I think we can start seeing gratitude and other stuff for mm-hmm. ourselves and what we're doing, even if it's average you know, whatever we're doing is still worth being grateful for as well. And that can just as easily be useful in our own mindset. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for your efforts, Katie. I'm being you because I have trouble being me in scenarios like this. Wow. I think that's a lesson for yourself. We should revisit that. Let's unpack that on another, on our break. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Monica, we're going to make our gratitude list for ourselves now. Thanks, Katie. And I do want to have to say, do want to have to. Well, yeah. I do want to have to. That's actually um, a Hawaiian slogan <laughs> of gratitude for our listeners wow. who've shown up, especially those of you who've been with us from the beginning, and especially those of you who just showed up today and they're like, wow, these girls are fun. I love them. I can't wait to get more. Thank you for being here with us. Yeah, we do want to have to thank you, too. We want to have to thank you. <laughs> it reminds me of Finding Nemo. Yeah. Mount Wanahakalugi. <laughs> yes. I was thinking this seems familiar. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. That's what it was. So <laughs> if that felt like full of error, then just know that that was part of our plan because the 10th maxim is more mistakes, please. <laughs> 
More mistakes. Make a mistake that could threaten your ego every day, she says. Yes. Um, Act a fool. Just do do the thing that would make you fail so that you can grow from that. Yeah. And if in your failing, you accidentally cause someone else a little blip in their day, apologize. Yes. Maybe if you're coming from Monica and I's perspective, thank them for their patience with you and your mistakes. Yes. And for allowing both of you the opportunity to grow from mm-hmm. this error. Err. Err. Yep. Because that's the kind of grace we need in this world is when we make a mistake, we need to have the space to recover from it and not this shame and re- resistance and making us feel like we should be perfect because that is not reality. <laughs> that is imperfect. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Um, I love her example of the circus bow in this Maxim chapter. Uh, she says when a circus clown makes a mistake, he turns to one side of the audience and gives a huge bow with a big smile. Then he turns around to the other side of the audience and bows to them, getting a full 360 degree view of all the people who just witnessed his mistake and smiles at them in gratitude. And I freaking love that. <laughs> I love that too. He's like ready to own it. Yeah. Like, did you see what I just did? Oh, well, thank you very much yeah. for witnessing it. Uh-huh. I love Perfect. it. He's truly on the stage, acting in the moment, just yes. like Maxim Eleven. <laughs> Act now. Yes. Just do it. It's a slogan. For a reason. <laughs> it's a pretty popular thing. Have you heard about it? You should just do it. Just do it already. Act now with what you have. Show up. Start anywhere. Be average. There's so many things that go into it, but just yeah. freaking do it. Seriously. There is nothing holding you back other than mm-hmm. you from the life that you could be creatively mm-hmm. living. Mm-hmm. Which so, you're probably not held back because that's why you're here. Yeah. You're moving <laughs> forward. Keep moving forward. So what needs to be done? What needs to be done right now? That you wish someone would wave a magic wand. If Mary Poppins were here, it would be done already. What is it? Go do it. Do it now. Act now. Go show Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Take us with you. We'll stay in your ears as you do the thing. My first thing that popped into my head was take down Christmas. Shit. Ooh. (laughs) That was on my list this weekend. Didn't happen. Take down Christmas. Take down Christmas. You're one of those that waits till King's Day. That's right. <laughs> tomorrow is King's tomorrow. Day. Yeah. I love that. It's perfect. <laughs> That's what you were planning all That's along. exactly it. That's exactly it. Yes. Well, that's all I was trying to do is take care of you. Thank you. That's like, like Maxim 12. Take yeah. care of each other. Yeah. Which I think that's just... Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Pay it forward. Um, well, but- and like make each other feel good. And on the stage, the improv stage, you know, there's so many opportunities probably for you to be like, what was that about? Like, that's a weird idea he just laid out there and I don't even want to say yes to it. I'm going to make them look like a fool and I'm going to, you know, I, I can't imagine doing that, but I, maybe. But that happens in life all the time. We reject True. each other's ideas all the time when people come to you with things that they're thinking about and you have your own way and you just really... When it first comes to you, a lot of us, it's just our natural reaction to Mm -hmm. shut that shit down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if that's the go-to all the time. And not only for the people that you interact with who are consistently getting shut down, but if you're shutting them down, likely you're shutting yourself down all the time, rippling 10 times that amount. Yeah. But because we're taking care of each other, we are being taken care of. Oh, I just love that. Yeah. Yeah. Lean on me. 
when you're not strong, I'll be your friend. Most of all, enjoy the ride. Maxim 13. Have fun and play. Put the sweetness in life. Plan the picnic. Lay in the sunshine. Go Do to the something beach. for no reason. Yes. Just enjoy yourself. And if you don't know how or what you enjoy doing, that's where some fun homework can begin. Yeah. Figure out what are those things that would make eight-year-old you happy. Mm-hmm. That's a question that only you can answer. And it's worth answering. It is. It's worth digging in. And maybe something that maybe you have habits that used to bring you joy and they don't anymore. And that's about revisiting those things and figuring out what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And maybe one of those things could be hacked into through this optional interactive. I did want to just talk to you, though, right quick before we write about what your word of the year was. Oh, my answer ended up being a super obvious choice. <laughs> but my word for 2020, vision. Oh. What's your vision? 2020? Yeah. How about you? What's your word? My word I chose is believe. Like believe in myself, in the process, in the universe, and in all the magic that's going on right now behind the scenes. Love it. Yep. I believe we have a great vision. We do. I'm excited. Yeah. And um, if you guys wanted to think about those words, they can be kind of fun to revisit throughout the year, coming back, making sure that you have your purpose on track. Creating that intention for the year. Da, 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 da. And with that, let's take all of our maxims we just learned and apply them to our writing exercise. Which basically means just show up with your pen and pad and improv it. Totally. Because you're like, oh, shoot, I didn't write any of those maxims down. I don't know. what I can't take the maxims. I don't remember what they were. They talked so fast. Like, what was I supposed to get out of that? I don't even know. <laughs> improv it. Act improv. Now. That's the whole point. That's right. Just do it because it doesn't matter. Just have fun. It totally doesn't. And we are not prepared. We have no idea what prompts we're going to use today. I actually had an idea that was a, is very different than we would normally do. And it would be different for everybody. Um, like the tea room to write a story about three objects that are in the room. I love that. That is so cool. And we'll pick different things. Yes. Okay. Cool. I love it. Excellent. So you will pick things in your, and so we won't come back on and say them. We should just at the beginning of the story, say the three items that we were inspired by. Yes. Yeah. And then we'll just write for like nine minutes or something. Yep. So um, I think with that, you can either set a nine-minute timer and just kind of be aware when the three-minute passes to find your next object. If you need a little more structure, you could mm-hmm. just set that three-minute timer. Mm-hmm. Bow yourself. We're winging it. And I do think it would be kind of important to not um, – You, we have to be careful to not designate focus when we're picking our next item to something that would work with our story. You really need to just like <gasps> – Look up and the first thing you see. We could choose each other's for the second and third one. And we could take a pause and just find something and write it down and hand it to her. That could be fun. That could be really fun. Yeah. And then we'd have So if you're writing with a partner, go for that. And if not, um, just feel free to 
quickly identify the yeah. item, the first item that meets, meets your eye. Yeah. Without too much forethought. Yeah. Like, oh, this will go with my story because this. No right. logic. Exactly. It might make logic once you see it, but don't look Don't that. let it happen. Okay. Thanks Perfect. for being flexible with our approach into this newness, listener and Katie. That's right. I'm, <laughs> hey, yes. And what else? Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. We would, yeah, we would have been terrible examples if you'd been like, I don't, I don't really... like that idea. Um, um, can we go we back to it? what we know? Yeah. The other way yeah. is better yeah. for sure. Totally. So looking forward to a newness and we'll be back. Set your timer for however long you think you'll need for this fabulous, improv tea room style story. What is in your sight? Well, that was a fun, improv way, new way that for was. us. And we wrote different prompt stories for the first time. We kind of realized after, well, of course that was going to happen, but... Yeah, it hit we, us. We, we had a like, moment of regret. Should we have done it that way? Yeah, we should have. We're going with it. We're showing up and we're doing it like it didn't really matter. Yeah, and we actually ended up writing each other's prompts. <laughs> yes, yes, which is fun because we kind of set up each other's story. Yes. In and no it, way. Yeah, and it allowed for that more spontaneity. Yeah, so. show me what you got for all my right, prompts. Right. What were my prompts? Your prompts were prompt number one, flying purple butterflies. Prompt number two, the ticking clock. And prompt number three, a gnome with a gold hat. And remember, these were all things in the room we are in right yes. now. So however your story panned out, I hope your prompts were in your room. Yeah. Or you can always use these in process now if you wanted to write this story. Yeah, you exactly. could. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so here we go. The two of us stood transfixed, watching as hundreds of purple butterflies flitted and fluttered over the grove of daisies. They were moving in unison like schools of fish, one giant mass of purple grazing on the sweet sap and the sweet sap they found hidden within the petals. The field of daisies was red and yellow and orange, the flowers swaying to and fro in the wind. The wind slowed down, and I noticed the click and tick of Jim's watch around my arm. I saw how much movement transpired between each tiny beat of the watch, a gentle reminder of the world beyond our momentary bliss. I started to think of Sarah, our daughter, back home so far away. I noticed my worry. We'd never left her for this long before, but gently guided my attention back to the butterflies. Their wings beat so beautifully, open and close, tick-tock, Jim's watch in my ear, the gentle reminder of the outside world, a deep breath. Okay, Jim, are you ready? I asked, suddenly nervous. I bent down and lifted the leaf from a mushroom that was growing at our feet. I opened my palm and placed it on the earth in front of the mushroom. Come out, come out, wherever you are, <laughs> I called gently, trying to coax the creature out like the guide had taught me. Then a small, pudgy figure climbed into my hand. I rose and held him near my face. The gnome wore a golden hat, a red shirt, and a big smile. I'm glad you liked our butterflies, he started. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. He was really alive. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. 
I love that. That was a beautiful story. Thank you. I wish you'd write more of that story. It was fun to just kind of like take moment. I don't know. It wasn't like a going anywhere, just kind it of paying like, attention kind of a thing. It felt like the glimpse of a full story. Like there'd be more to what, why they left Sarah and what's happening with where, how old is Sarah? Like I wanted to know like what phase mm-hmm. of life is she in? Like is this the first time they've left her as a youngster? Or did some tragedy happen? Like, right. And then, well, now that they're on this adventure, like what kind of class did they go to where the guide taught her how to coax out? Like where were they? before this you know and how where are they now yeah and then about the the gnomes and the butterflies like oh what are their relationship and then how can they say our butterflies well do you mind them is there some sort of like relationship there were so many aspects of your story that i wanted more about well thanks for giving me these three awesome prompts that led that to just come out of my insides do you think that had something to do with why I deep down liked it so much? Maybe. It was like, like a physical you, interpretation you of like, my room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Wow. <laughs> that was a great story. Thanks, Fran. Okay. Well, you had some fun prompts as well. No. <laughs> Your prompts were the stuffing torn out of a dog's toy and a place to boogie. And an antique fringed lampshade. So, (laughs) let's see. Oh, no, Hank. Not again. This is Molly's favorite toy. She'll be furious when Mom brings her home from the groomer. I looked at my St. Bernard mix with concern. Molly was the chihuahua mix that usually protected her toys from Hank's destruction. But today, Mom scooped her up before she could round up her favorite plush, the brown-spotted lizard. I examined the toy for the hole. Could it be restuffed and stitched before they got home? Oh, no. Hank had torn off the entire face. (laughs) Poor guy. He looked so guilty now, his tail wagging but fast, and his whole butt shook side to side as though he was trying to boogie. His dance made me think of a dog video I saw earlier about a bouncing puppy. This puppy, (laughs) this puppy just kept bouncing in his little box. He had his own dance floor in his own little box, his own little place to boogie. Hank boogied now as though he was offering this dance as consolation for our troubles. As I was cleaning up the toy stuffing, I noticed there was also fringy pieces on the floor They looked familiar, like I'd seen them. Oh, no, Hank. I quickly looked across the room to Mom's antique lamp. Her grandma had left it to her, and I loved to slide my fingers between the long, soft fringe hanging from the antique lace dome frame. It wasn't totally ruined. Just a couple of fringy slivers had been pulled out. I looked to Hank. Who's a bear dog? And he just kept on boogieing. That was great. That was in reference to a video we watched earlier. Um, Bouncy Puppy. Bouncy Puppy. The rap song version of Bouncy Puppy. I don't know if you guys can search that. You might want to try. We might want to try to post it. Maybe we should definitely post it. It's my favorite saying of mine. Maybe we should definitely. Maybe we should definitely. That's our word of the year. Yeah. (laughs) Say yes. Yes. And share the love right here, right now. Bye. Bye. Maybe you'll get a blooper here or there. Here oh, blooper reel. Yeah. Tell me more. Or don't. So, yeah, those are the maxims. I think they're awesome. 
So much fun. It's whatever. Yeah. Right here, right now.